Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. Reading once again from Abide in Christ, that 19th century classic 31-day devotional guide uh, written by Andrew Murray from South Africa. Uh, This is day two, and I want to read the entire thing for you today. It's so brilliant. It's so wonderful. It's it's just so freeing. I think you'll really enjoy this. See, um, he's quoting from the scripture in Matthew 11, uh, verses 28 through 29, very well-known verses. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You will find rest for your souls. That's the abbreviated uh, uh, text that he has here as the chapter uh, opens. And the title of the chapter is, You Will Find Rest for Your Soul. So that's going to be his focus. Uh, And it begins just like this, rest for your soul. Such was the first promise with which the Savior sought to win the heavy laden sinner. Simple though it appears, the promise is as large and comprehensive as can be found. Rest for your souls implies deliverance from every fear, the supply of every need, the fulfillment of every desire. Nothing less than this promise is the prize with which the Savior who calls us to come woos us to abide even as we wander from him. Those who struggle in the faith, finding that the rest they had expected was not ab- has not abided or that it is not as full as they had hoped, these he invites to come back and abide in him. Implicit In the invitation is the explanation for why we so often fail to find rest for our souls or why we so often find our rest being disturbed or lost altogether. We've not abided in him. Have you ever noticed that in Christ's original invitation to come to him, the promise of rest was repeated twice? First, the Savior says, come to me and I will give you rest. The very moment you come to Christ, he will give you the rest of pardon and acceptance. We rest in his love at the moment of our salvation, and yet we know that it takes time for all that God bestows on us to become fully our own. These blessings must be held fast, appropriated, and assimilated into our inmost being. It is our responsibility to make the gifts of Christ our own, to experience them fully, and to have full enjoyment of them. And so the Savior repeats his promise in words which reach beyond that initial invitation to rest for the weary soul. In this second invitation, hmm, he offers a deep, personally appropriated rest, the inevitable consequence of the call to abide in him. He not only says, come to me, but take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Yield yourselves to my training, become my students, submit to my will in all things. Let your whole life be one with mine. In other words, abide in me. Jesus does not promise, I will give you rest. He promises, rather, you will find rest for your souls. The rest he gave when you first came to him will become something you have really found made your very own. A deeper abiding rest arises from longer acquaintance and closer fellowship, from fuller surrender and deeper allegiance. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. This is the path to this deeper rest. Abide 
in me. You've perhaps sought the answer that Jesus' words here provide. How is it that the rest you sometimes enjoy is so often lost? We see here what we have missed in our own pursuits. The secret of perfect rest is entire surrender to Jesus. Give up your whole life to him, for him alone to rule, ordered according to his will. Take up his yoke, submitting to be led and taught by him, to learn of him. Do indeed be only what he wills. Abide in him. These are the conditions of discipleship. Without these conditions, there can be no thought of maintaining the rest that was bestowed on you when you first came to Christ. Rest is in Christ. He does not give it apart from himself. It is only in having him that his rest can really be kept and enjoyed. So many young believers fail to comprehend this truth, which is why the rest they experience at their conversion so speedily passes away. Some truly did not know. They were never taught that Jesus claims undivided allegiance over our whole life, our whole heart. This is not a spot in the totality of your life over which he does not, or there is not a spot in the totality of your life over which he does not want to reign. Even the smallest things. To be his disciple is to seek to please him. Consecration to Jesus is total, but many new believers cannot comprehend this. Some, however, have some idea of what a very holy life a Christian ought to lead. Their mistake is a different one. They believe such a life is aspirational, but ultimately unattainable. The notion of taking Jesus' yoke upon them, bearing it unceasingly, never once laying it aside, seemed to require an effort beyond their strength, a fundamental goodness beyond their reach. They could perhaps imagine abiding in Christ after a life of holiness and growth, but such an undertaking seems insurmountable to a beginner. And they overlook this truth, the yoke gives the rest. Isn't that brilliant? The yoke gives the rest. Jesus calls his yoke easy because at the moment the soul yields itself to Jesus in obedience, the Lord himself adds strength and joy to the burden. When Jesus has learned from me, he reassures them that he is gentle and lowly in heart. Their needs will be met by his gentleness and he would carry them as a loving mother mother carries a vulnerable child. What these overwhelmed followers of Jesus miss is that he asks for surrender to him, but he offers the comfort and assurance of his almighty love to hold them fast, to bless them, and to keep them. That is what is contained in the command, abide in me. So while some people fail to grasp the totality of their consecration, this second class of followers failed to fully trust their Savior. They lacked faith together, taken uh, taken together. Consecration and faith are essential elements of the Christian life. We give all things to Jesus. We trust Jesus for all things. Got to say that again. We give all things to Jesus. We trust Jesus for all things. Each is implied in the other, and they are united in the word surrender. 
To surrender fully to Christ is to obey as well as to trust, to trust as well as obey. Isn't that beautiful? It is no wonder when people begin their life of discipleship with such misunderstanding that they lack the joy or strength they had hoped to experience. Perhaps you've found yourself caught up in some sinful behavior, not realizing just how holy Jesus wants to lead your life. Holy there, spelled W-H-O-L-L-Y. Not realizing that if you had abided in him, you would have been better equipped to resist the allure of sin. Or maybe you found yourself powerless in the face of some sin because you didn't realize how much Jesus would intervene on your behalf how well he would equip you to abide in him and resist sin. Either way, without the discipline of abiding in Christ, the bright joy we experience when we first come to Christ fades. And rather than experience the well-lit path of the just, we find ourselves wandering like Israel in a desert, ever on the way, never very far, and yet always coming short of the rest we've been promised. Weary soul driven here and there like a deer fleeing from every sound. Good news. There is a spot where safety and victory, where peace and rest are always sure. And that spot is always open to you. There is rest in the heart of Jesus. I love that. And his folks, his heart is gentle and lowly, isn't it? Murray goes on, but you might say it seems to it, it seems that to come to this place of rest, to abide in Christ, is itself a great burden. To bear his yoke, to learn of him, seems a great and difficult undertaking, disturbing our rest rather than offering it to us. This is a great mistake, says Andrew Murray. <laughs> and yet the assumption behind it can be found everywhere. Sin and the world offer their own versions of rest to us, and what they offer appears much easier to attain. Does it weary the traveler to enter a house, take off her shoes, and lie down on the bed? Does a child consider it work to rest in the arms of his mother? Just as a house keeps a traveler safe and sheltered, and as a mother tends to the needs of her child as he sleeps in her arms, so it is with Jesus. The work of the soul seeking rest is to yield itself to Christ, confident that his love has undertaken and will faithfully perform the work of keeping it safe. Oh, that's just so good. The reason our little hearts cannot rise to apprehend the blessing of abiding in Christ is because the blessing itself is so great. We struggle to believe that the Almighty Christ will teach and lead and keep us in his care throughout the day. And yet this is precisely what he has promised. And without our submitting ourselves to this promise, we will not experience this rest. When Christ says, abide in me, learn from me, he really means it. And will himself work to keep us abiding in him as we yield ourselves to him. As our hearts take in this truth, we will find ourselves increasingly willing and even eager to cast ourselves into his loving arms, abandoning ourselves to his care. The difficulty of abiding in Christ comes not from the yoke, but from our resistance to the yoke. A wholehearted surrendered Jesus at once, our master and our keeper, finds and secures rest for our souls. Come then, 
Let us this very day accept the word of Jesus in all simplicity. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Abide in me. These are commands to be obeyed. And obedience leaves no room for questions about possibilities or results. The follower of Jesus accepts the commands of Jesus in the confidence that he has provided for all that is needed. It is ours to obey the command. It is his to provide the power and perseverance to do so. And the blessings that come from abiding in him. Let us this day say to our Savior with full confidence, I abide in you. I take your yoke at your bidding. I will not delay. I will abide in you. And let us not be discouraged by our failures, but only let our failures remind us of the urgency of the command. Let us learn from our failures to listen more earnestly than ever as the Spirit gives us ears to hear the voice of Jesus, full of love and authority that inspire both hope and obedience. Child, Abide in me, says Jesus. The words of Christ can bring an end to our doubting, as his promises will surely be granted. The more fully we grasp his invitation to abide in him, the simpler its command becomes for us to grasp. Abiding in Jesus is nothing but giving up yourself to be ruled, taught, and led by Jesus, and so to rest in the arms of everlasting love. Murray concludes with one more paragraph and then a prayer, which we'll say is our prayer for today as well. He closes like this. Blessed rest, the fruit and the foretaste, and the fellowship of God's own divine rest. It is this rest that is found among those who have embraced Christ's command to abide in him. It is the peace of God, the great calm of the eternal world which passes all understanding and keeps the heart and the mind. With this grace, secured, we will find strength for every duty, courage for every struggle, a blessing in every cross, and the joy of life eternal in death itself. And then he prays. Let's pray. Oh, my Savior, if ever my heart should doubt or fear again, as if the blessing were too great to expect or too high to attain, let me hear your voice. Quicken my faith and my obedience with your command. Abide in me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Find rest for your souls. Amen and amen. Have a great day. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.